Hi there. Welcome to Shrink Chat. This is the companion show to our main podcast, Terror Talk. My name is Shannon, and I'm joined every week by my friend, Kathy. On this show, we talk about psychology and media and whatever else comes up. It's a bit looser. So hang out and welcome to Shrink Chat. Hi, everybody. This is Shrink Chat. Yes, it is. You said that like you were schooling me. Like... <laughs> This is Shrink Chat. I'm recording. It's because right before she was singing and I was like, unless you that's, would like. That's how I test the mic. Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh sure. This just started after she Bell, create, what are you chewing created over her there? own jingle. What are you chewing over there? Oh, yeah. We have got a my, dog. My dog's in the Explain in the to the today. people. So if she's getting into it's something right. over there. Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. Um, oh, we got a dog in the studio. Well, we're, during, we're kind of in our like horror fest season. So, you know, we're... Yeah, we're celebrating. Yeah, we are summer celebrating fest. summer horror. We're loose. We're all over the place. <laughs> we got dogs in the studio. Okay, um, who I am petting with one hand and holding the mic with the other. Okay, I believe we are starting with a, a little segment we like to call "Horror Facts with Cat." She did it. I tried to convince her to just sing it out, like just sing out Louise, and she did it. She had she had to warm um, up though because last time we recorded she was she's like no 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 I'm not gonna do that but today that I mean you, you really put me it, on lady. the spot I didn't know I was gonna do that uh, I, I, let me translate that to horror facts with Kath I'll slow <laughs> <laughs> slow that down I have no idea yeah, what you're saying I don't know what people are probably like what the hell did she say <laughs> it, those of you who maybe haven't listened in a while I know I know that um, with the pandemic and everything going on in the world that um, you know. People may have not listened or they're catching up or whatever, but we were doing trivia for a while, mm-hmm. um, but we've changed our our system. Yeah, we have. We're doing some summer watch parties, yeah. which some of you may have attended already. And um, so we're doing this thing where Kathy I taunt me. Shannon. Yeah. I, sh- I taunt her with some movie facts. It's true. And then I... I really get to see how much she knows based on the facts that I decide to give her, which are, they're not dead giveaways. I will say, I I make it a little bit hard for you. You're a jerk. (laughs) Okay. And your dog likes me better because she's over here. (laughs) Yeah, she's she's full on anti Shannon. All right, well. Okay. Um, Horror facts with Kath. So the way that I'm going to describe this is it's, I'm talking as the villain in this movie. All right. But I want you to really name the movie. Okay? Yes, ma'am. This killer, meaning me, I want your body parts. (laughs) I'm a very good whistler. I'm writing it down. (laughs) I'm a very good whistler. Susie and the Banshees, the band, back in the 80s, mentioned me in the song Peekaboo. Hmm. People are going to get it, and now they're going, Shannon. If anyone listening to us even knows who Susie and the Banshees. Well, I hope so, and if you don't, Google and enjoy. I drive a huge truck. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. The last scene in my first movie, there's a head with her eyes missing, with a woman's head with her eyes missing. But I'm the killer. Because I took them out. Oh, I see. So, what movie? I don't know. Say that again. The last one? 
With the head. In the very last scene, you see a woman's head sitting. I think it's in the police station, and her eyes are missing. I took those eyes out. That's awesome. I mean, if you really listen to my clues, I'm giving it to you. Susie and the Banshees mentioned me in the song Peekaboo. Okay. There's clearly out. something about eyeballs. <laughs> okay, she's harassing me. I mean, this is the, I can't these are the think. Mo- okay, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm being real patient. <laughs> Half the audience is going, I don't know. So there. That's true. I'll give you that, but they... But uh, the other half is going, geez, she's dumb. <laughs> Again, when I, we started doing it this way, I said I will never be able to guess them right. But so I the think fact it's generational, I, though, too. This, you know, it depends. Well, so the fact obvious. that I've, you know, guessed a couple so far mm-hmm. is pretty good. <laughs> I'll, I'll add one more little piece. Oh, boy. It's, it's kind of like a cult classic for this time. <laughs> she's only doing that so I look dumber when I don't know. Belle, Bell, get out of the window. <laughs> So, we'll see where you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're going to give me another piece? No? No, I didn't give you an extra one on this one. Okay. Later, maybe. All right. So, I also believe that you have begun reading the paper. Have you begun reading the paper again physically? or No, you know, I haven't because the last couple, um, I haven't actually made my way down to CVS to get one yet. Because last couple Sundays have been, I haven't had the time to get up and actually in, enjoy it. But mm-hmm. I might tomorrow. All right. I might actually grab a paper tomorrow. So this this story's just more general psychology. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really about women and as we get older, the importance of friendships um, and the way that it discusses mental health even more so like as women get older they will remain mentally and physically healthier um and i know this is going to sound probably very obvious but there's there's been various studies done in the last couple of years that show in times of stress women don't just experience the drive towards fight or flight they also release oxytocin Mm -hmm. um so this hormonal surge can compel women um, to, to need friends or befriend or to oh, gotcha. protect, right? So women, if you look at like evolution, and clearly I know that there's a lot of different theories around, were women actually the first hunters, not the first gatherers? Okay, I'm not going to go all the way back there. Right. But what I will say is naturally, because our bodies can carry children we have different chemicals and different um, attachments to things so not only when when we are stressed not only do we go into that fight or flight we also release oxytocin so we crave relationships when we're stressed we crave the ability to protect our kids whether they have fur or they're real Mm -hmm. but mostly what the study is talking about is also to connect with other women Um, so maintaining these bonds becomes even more important as we grow older, we get busier with more responsibilities and it makes us feel nurtured and validated to hang out with friends, um, that we can totally be ourselves with minus the outside pressures. So a couple things about this, we definitely, I think we've, we've always known that friendships for women 
that has been studied and we know that it does actually there's you know it's been proven that it it's healthy Mm -hmm. but i think what we're starting to see is actually like underlying chemical components not just like you know the pop psychology well like qualitatively we know this but right but i think they're starting to study this more and the reason why this is important to me is i teach um child elder abuse and domestic violence and the concept of social isolation as a form of neglect um when older when elders you know get up there and maybe their families take them in or put them in a home i think it's really important for people to know Although in our field that might be obvious, I think it's really important to know that sometimes those are times in life where women actually need their social circle more than ever. And to and there are families that say, well, you have us now, you don't need to be doing that as much, and almost looking at it like mm. they're doing them a favor. Oh. But looking at this study, this study's from 2018, it says there's a growing body of evidence that suggests that psychological and sociological factors have a significant influence on how well... Um, we do with, you know, as we get older mm-hmm. and, and our attachments and friendships. So strain from friendships predict more chronic illness over a six year period. Mm-hmm. They've also done studies in nursing home facilities that show that many elders will actually prefer to be around their friends than they will be to even be around their own family or children. Um, so I think this is important just because in our society, elders become invisible. Um, we saw this a lot during the COVID thing where Mm -hmm. it's just important to recognize like they still need to feel socially connected and especially women. And as we get older, um, I think it's very common for women to compete with each other and to allow other things to get in the way. But I certainly know that my healthy female friendships like feed my soul. Oh yeah. And so, um, you know, the whole point of this research is friendships aren't, aren't just good for fun and games. They're actually vital for our health and for women, especially. And, and just add one more piece if, if you want to comment on this, but um, elephants are like this, ironically. (laughs) Well, Um, of course they are. Elephants bond when you, you know, you know, I've been to Africa and I, I love studying all the animals there, but elephants are, are specifically this way. All of the females bond together. The males go off on their own and they will be in at a distance. They'll always be watching over like, you know, the mother, the babies, the aunties, there's a matriarch, but all of the women go together. And one of once one of them dies and the matriarch takes over, it's a very, very devastating ritual that they go through when, but they very much rely on their female relationships and friendships. So it just shows how much we're also like the animal kingdom. It's just really interesting if you study elephants and the way they bond. Yeah. One of the things that I was thinking while you were talking is, is I was, I was, you know, extrapolating it in my head to research that I read a long time ago about how women live longer single than men. And so like if yeah. men are single or they get divorced, um, they, they don't live as long single as women do. So it's actually like we live longer when we're single. <laughs> because we probably are more in touch with our platonic friendships. Well, and that's what yeah. I was thinking while you were speaking. I was like, you know, obviously I'm just extrapolating. I'm not saying this is true. But mm-hmm. my thought my thought process would take me to like with from a human psychology perspective that women just are better at garnering a social support system mm-hmm. full of women that they would get their intimacy needs met in that way emotionally. 
Um, For sure. And be able to live longer. Because one of the things we know about aging and dying early is when you're alone and not socializing with others. I don't mean alone, like not in a partnership. I mean like isolated alone. Yeah. And and if you look at, um, I I agree 100%. And again, if you compare it to the animal kingdom, there's so much about the, just the primal, um, that that feeling of needing protection. Mm -hmm. And the more women around, the more protected mm-hmm. um so like for example a bull a male elephant he's he's good on his own um but the females all protect each other and tr- the, protect the babies and you see that a lot also in society mm-hmm. um where you will have a group of women who are very close and their their children hang out together and they're very protective over one another and women have just through time through through men just being more often physically more capable of like, Mm -hmm. you know, that women have had to learn to, you know, there's power in numbers, so to speak. Uh And so I think that that also is a part of it too, is women have relied on each other to protect one another Mm -hmm. and there's bonding there. So I don't know. It's just, some of this is common knowledge, but I, I guess the reason I'm talking about it is just food for thought when you're around older people and assuming that those relationships no longer matter. Sometimes it's that stage of life where they need it the most. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Very welcome. <laughs> Our uh, Los Angeles Times correspondent, <laughs> Kathy Barry. <laughs> Just kidding. She's not. I'm not. Not saying she is. No. Don't, um, don't get crazy and report me. <laughs> We're not pretending. Um, I finally saw Underwater, the movie with Kristen Stewart. Oh, you did? Yeah. It came out in January. Um I totally forgot about it because of all this crap. Yeah, what I'm trying to do is, you know, we've been talking about how, like, in July or August or September, we're not sure when we're going to get around to it, um, that we will we will talk about sort of like the half year and sort of the horror movies that have come out in 2020, specifically like the newer ones that we want to talk about or that we liked, et cetera. So I am attempting to... Like I've done a bunch of searches around what's come out this year so that I can have a big list and so that I can start marking them off because Mm -hmm. I want to be speaking from a somewhat intelligent space of like having watched a lot of them. So Underwater was one um, from January. Um, A lot of horror movies have uh, not come out when they were supposed to because of the health crisis. So... There were a lot of movies that I was planning on seeing by now, but I haven't. So, but Underwater was one. So, stars Kristen Stewart. Um, a crew of underwater researchers must scramble to safety after an earthquake devastates their subterranean laboratory. So, what I will say about this movie is that uh, she's great in it. It's not necessarily like a tour de force because she's done so many great roles that... I like her. Yeah, this isn't one of those ones where, you know, we saw something different or she dug she dug in and gave some kind of spectacular performance. She gives a solid performance in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but, but she's done so much good work that it would be ridiculous yeah. to compare this to any of her... Panic Room was a great one back when she was... Yeah, younger. That was a good, like, thriller role for her yeah so this is um i I didn't read too much about it because i didn't really want to know but 
it, it's like alien underground under mm. the sea mm-hmm. under the underground under the sea at the bottom of the sea <laughs> you, want, you want to try that again you want to... uh, <sighs> um <laughs> cheers um however it's not because alien was an exceptional movie and this is not you're an biased. exceptional movie you're biased no no no, no, no. No, I, I have no alien. No, alien was an exceptional movie. I, uh, and I'll just say because of the script. And so here's what I liked about this movie. I like Kristen Stewart. I like to watch her. She's in her underwear almost the whole movie. So, yeah, I mean, what's wrong with that? You what see is- her in all the posters and all that. And she's like naked. You're like, of course, it only matter what the go movie's about. Just to see Kristen running around with a shaved head in her underwear. Um, she's phenomenal in that way. She's just a movie star. So. So there's that. The other thing that I really like is the um, the atmosphere of this movie. So the atmosphere definitely has alien vibes. So it's like these big explosions, these these monster sounds, because this is a monster movie, um, these monster sounds, and then the quiet. You know how when you watch Alien, it, there's oh, so much silence. It's amazing. So there's some of that in this movie. So atmosphere is on point. Um, performances are good. Uh, I love Alien, so I like that claustrophobic feeling in a that it frightens me. So that's really good in a movie. So the thing that misses the mark for me is that you don't get to know these characters. Mm. So you know, in Alien, you know these characters that mm-hmm. first 45 minutes before the alien pops out of the guy's stomach there's a lot of build up you know you are tense man you are waiting for something to happen and you know those people yeah and you care about them already you kind mm-hmm. of like know their dynamics you care about them you have your favorite all of that this movie starts out with the explosion oh like literally within the first 3 minutes the thing explodes and she's right into trying to survive. And then you meet the cast of characters. So when they're in crisis, you then you meet the cast of characters. It's not just her in the movie like the um, tr- like the uh, bolsters would think it is. But it, there is a cast like Alien. There is, you know, the funny guy and mm-hmm. the bigger guy and the, you know, kind of the couple. And, the, you know, there's all those characters which were all um, good actors and a couple of them you'd recognize from smaller parts. But anyway, there's not, there's a um, screaming lack of um, exposition and character development. So you just don't end up caring. Well, and I think if you go into it as someone who loved alien, which mm-hmm. most people, who, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. then there's, uh, I think subconsciously that, that hope that you're going to get a similar attachment to these guys, you know, that you're down there with them and you care about them. And when that isn't there, a movie loses me. I get bored if, I, if I'm not, if it isn't character driven. Yeah. I mean, good horror movies. Cause then it's just a bunch of action. You care. Yeah. Whether they die or not. And I didn't really care. And so I'm not going to spoil the movie, but as you go through it and different things happen and then you get to the end where the ultimate thing happens at the end, you know, the big crisis, whatever, you don't really care. Um, I mean, maybe a little bit, but not as much as you would in a, in a, in a movie that you really uh, dig. So that's my thoughts on Underwater. 
I would say it's like a, a C. Like it wasn't a bad movie or even like a C plus if you're going to give okay. letters. And I don't even know how to rate things that way. But in my mind, I'm thinking like it was average. And so what is average grade? C. It was average. Like, again, I liked the, the monster is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and there's one scene where it's really great. Sci-fi is tricky for me. Um, it has to be really good. Like horror can be terrible and I'll watch it. Yeah. So, clearly about some of the stuff. Clearly. Something I'm about to. Clearly. And there's a movie I'm going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, which is the which, segue into yeah, your movie. segue into it. But before I get there is, I think for me, sci-fi is, it has to be really good for me to like it. It's, it's one of those genres where I'm, I'm like, it's okay. But when it's good, it's so good. Yeah. Like, you know, I grew up with brothers. I'm, I love Star Wars. I love the Alien trilogy. Well, I know it's beyond three now, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> but if it's just a sci-fi movie, like you really have to sell me on it. It just doesn't, I don't know. Yeah. Space is not my thing. Cool. Yeah. Um, but horror, it can be trash, and I'll watch it. Apparently. Yeah, because I watched... You know, Shudder's just a great thing. It sure is. Because sometimes I'll, I'll hit a title and I'll go, eh, that sounds <laughs> awful. Let's try it. <laughs> so I, I watched um, a movie called Bloody Birthday sounds from good. 1981. You might know some of these names just growing up watching 80s TV. So Joe Penny. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm he looking was on, it He up. was on Jake and the Fat Man. Cool. Um, he, he's only in like one scene. I don't know why he gets like big credits, but he's supposed to be like the, the hot teacher that one of the girls is in love with. And then Julie Brown. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Who s- made a song in the eighties on MTV called mm-hmm. everybody run the homecoming Queens got a gun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's all, and she's pretty goofy, but she was, she's a big part in this. And then Casey Martell, who I loved him in ET. He plays one of Elliot's friends in, in oh. um, or the, the older brother. I think he, he plays, uh, he plays one of his friends. Yeah. Ellie, we hear you. We hear you. It's the dog. And so, um, <laughs> this movie was so horrible, but it's basically, so this is the plot of it. Okay. In 1970, three children are born at the height of a total eclipse. So due to the sun and moon blocking Saturn, which controls emotions, <laughs> they have become heartless killers 10 years later and are able to escape detection because of their youthful and innocent facades. A boy and his teenage sister <clears throat> become endangered when they stumble onto the bloody truth. <laughs> yeah, the tagline is, is uh, I just Googled it when you were talking. It's the nightmare begins with the kids next door. Okay, so here's the thing, though. Is, <laughs> as you read that, and you're like, that's a little bit ridiculous. When you watch it, first of all, this is the 80s where every like white child was painted like the most innocent creature in every film, oh, right? Yeah, right? So you've got, it, it's like a cross between Village of the Damned and Children of the Corn. <laughs> and they are 10 years old, but somehow know how to hog tie, snip wires, <laughs> control the, the, well, so one of the, the little girls like kills her father, who's like the head sheriff, you know? And she's straight out of the, I mean, she could have played the bad seed. Oh, she Jesus. looks like it, okay? But there is a scene, I, you need to look this up. Look up images from Bloody Birthday. I am. There is a scene <laughs> where the older sister of, of Casey Martell is walking through the junkyard looking for him. And two of the kids steal this car that's like a complete piece of shit. 
I don't know how they can even get it to run, but because it's a movie, they're banging into shit, trying to throw her over a cliff. The kid that's in the driver's seat, who's 10 years old, mm-hmm. he's got a sheet over him that looks like, you know, Charlie Brown cut two holes and made himself a ghost costume. <laughs> and he's he's driving this car through the junkyard and just banging, there's smoke coming out of it, but it's still running. It, you, you're looking at it and you're like, these kids really are from hell, but to the point where it's so incredibly unrealistic, it's like adults in these little bodies because they know how to do shit that like Ted Bundy was doing when he was pulled. I started laughing at one point. I'm like, how, there's no way these kids would know how to do this. And it's, so it's just, then he locks Casey Martell into the fridge at one point. I mean, it's just, so they end up having, you know, their birthday, these three kids and, at, at this it's the eclipse it's the time that the eclipse so they're clearly going through like this bloodshed through the whole suburban <laughs> neighborhood but nobody knows and like the last scene of the movie sorry guys it's a spoiler yeah uh, okay too bad <laughs> she after she kills her sister with an arrow through a hole in in the sister's door that she would make money off of letting little boys look through while her big sister dressed the whole thing's fucked up <laughs> She takes an arrow and shoots her sister in the eye through this hole. Okay, it's bizarre. Sister dies, and she's killed now her sister, and she's killed her father, but somehow the mom still thinks she's just like the sweetest sweetest pie. The last scene, she's like, you know honey, please don't talk to strangers. And she's like, mommy, I'm going to be a good girl. And then the, the camera like backs up. Yeah. And she's totally taken the car jack out of a car. And this guy's like, there's a car <laughs> crushed on this mechanic. And then you just see her kind of smile and it ends. It's so awful. <laughs> I looked up images and one of the images that came up besides like the movie posters and stuff is a scene around a dinner table. Oh, I don't know about that one. It looks like maybe, oh, uh, maybe it's from, cause it reminded me of happy birthday to yeah, me. Yeah, no, which it's is not like, one like of that. Your, I mean, it has the same, but the kid, the, this looks maybe like it's just fan art. But. Yeah, but the kid, the kid driving the car with the ghost costume and the rope around his throat—that that's just—and these kids all like, it's eighties, right? Nineteen eighty-one. Yeah, yeah. Whoever yeah. they cast, these little three little oh, shits. I see all of them. They're like okay. carrying guns. They're and... horrible. You <laughs> oh, just and at the end when KT Martell finally gets one of the kids and he's just pounding the shit out of him, mm-hmm. I'm rooting for this ten-year-old to get the shit kicked out of him because he's <laughs> such a little shit. You're like, this is wrong. <laughs> yeah, they don't. I mean, there's no way they would get away with using kids like this now. No. I mean, it, you're watching it and you're like, wow, these kids had to know a lot to take no. these characters on. Yeah, the rules would have. <laughs> but it's awful for so many reasons. It's so awful. And then just tits everywhere. Yeah, I mean, well. it, ju- it starts with tits. It ends with tits. There's tits on the left. There's tits on the right. There's bloody tits. The three kids are staring at tits. I mean, these kids must have filmed watching tits. I-, I don't know how they, they got away with this. Yeah, there are like- no regulations. I would imagine the regulations changed after that. Uh, after Blood <laughs> This was the movie. This was the movie that did it for them. Yeah, it's terrible, but somewhat horribly enjoyable. That's amazing. Same. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, those are the kind of movies on Shudder in particular, which are awesome, that you used to before we had streaming services, you know, in the 80s and 90s. Um, or early, even early 2000s where you'd like, it'd be like a Sunday on cable, right? 
and you'd be <laughs> clicking by HBO or something, one of the cable channels, because yeah. it would have to be the one that could, you know, show breasts and cuss and oh, yeah, stuff and like that. Oh, yeah, if there were breasts, you knew it was a horror movie. Yeah. And you knew you were at HBO. Yes. Yeah. And so <clears throat> you'd go like, oh, what's this? <laughs> and then you'd end up watching it, but only randomly. On oh Shudder, you have to choose it. I will say in this so, one, though, I wanted KT Martell and his sister to live in this. So I don't know what that says about the writing, but I was like, I really am like, I hope they don't kill them off. And they, <laughs> they, they actually, I was, I found myself oddly attached to that. Maybe because I loved him so much. He played Eddie on Growing Pains when he got older. Oh. He played, um, what's his face's best friend. And then he was in E.T. So I just, he's, he's a cute little kid. So I was like, don't kill him. <laughs> you know. It's possible that you like kids. <laughs> I don't know. Every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. This that kid? It's hard not to want the kid to live. Yeah. <laughs> In our culture, at least. Yeah, he, I was, don't a know. Good, he was good egg. <laughs> um, that's funny. Yeah, the, the girl is Elizabeth Hoy is the one who played the one out of the three kids, the only girl. And she's the worst of the three. She's such a little shit. <laughs> God, she was a little shit. <sighs> Bloody birthday. So you're going to watch it again? No. No. <laughs> but there's some I, I'm... I only asked to get the disdain Ooh. from her. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. yeah. I um, I appreciate your patronage of the bad horror movie from 1981. I, um, I, I'm also re-watching The X-Files. I think I mentioned yeah, this long said, ago. You said a while back. Yeah. And I am still and i just love this series because it's it's everything i mean not every episode is great of course i mean they were on nine years and then they had the two-year reboot just recently but um so you know it falls apart somewhere in season six or seven but uh as you like to say it jumps the shark <laughs> yeah yeah probably jumps it before you know that, i still but... haven't finished friday night lights just for the record i think i have three episodes <laughs> left and i can't yeah it fizzles but it's, but that first year that first season Woo. And I know you're saying like, I, and I would, the and first I would three. say the first three yeah. are good. Like After I would, that, I would ooh. recommend anyone watch the first three seasons but the of first, Friday Night the Lights. First but the first season. year, mm, yeah, lovely. Book's yeah. good. Movie's good. I mean, it's just fun. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. The thing I like about, there's a lot of things to like about the X-Files, but I did want to mention that um, because I'm far enough into my rewatch to know that you know, there's a lot of levels to the X-Files. So there's like the overarching mythology of the search for life beyond our planet, like the sci-fi aspect. And then, you know, everybody knows the X-Files is, is also a horror show. So they have what they called Monster of the Week shows. Um, and so you have a few episodes each year that are like the overarching mythology episodes that you can literally just watch those episodes and follow the mythology and then they have all these Horror of the Week episodes. So I just want to mention that in the first season, there's a couple of horror episodes that are so freaking scary. <laughs> and I haven't rewatched X-Files since back in the day. And so I was literally like, oh, my God, I remember this. And oh, it creeped me out the first time. And yeah. then you're watching it again. And it just like, and I don't know. It's been it's really enjoyable. And so... Like, I love horror. I love sci-fi. Um, I love the, I love the um, 
the romance. So then that's the other layer it has. That's what I was saying about like it has everything. It, it has the romance. And so, yeah. So Scully and Mulder are not having a romance every week. But there's tension and there's charisma between them and chemistry and um, from minute one, you know, and when there's that chemistry between two actors in a series over a long time. I mean, it's one of the reasons why it was on so long, in my opinion, and why they brought it back yes. is their chemistry. Yeah. Um, and the fact that David and Jillian are great actors and together they're on fire. So anyway, yeah. I'm enjoying my rewatch. I'm so glad to hear that. Yes. I'm so glad you turned me on to Shudder. Yay. Yeah, we like the Shudder. It's like a time capsule for me. Yeah, they I said to my friend the other stuff. day, I go, and she knows I love horror. This was mm -hmm. a while back ago. I, I found this this channel. <laughs> we used to call them channels. I found this channel. It's it's got all like goes back to all my early horror. She's like, Oh Christ, you're never gonna leave your room. <laughs> You said it to like, I found this bag of crack yeah. in a drawer. <laughs> it's got everything. I found this channel, like a confession. And she, I found this channel. She's like not at all into horror. And she looked at me, she's like, oh God. Yeah. And they come out with new stuff. Like I've watched some of their stuff. Some of their new stuff's good. They have the series, originals, yeah. they have movies, mm -hmm. they get all a lot of foreign stuff and it cycles just like Netflix or it anything does. else. It like cycles through. So stuff leaves and new stuff comes in. So like yeah. it's hard to look up um halloween to watch and not have to pay for it and they <laughs> yeah. always have like the halloween series on. yeah for a while there they had all the Hellraisers, but it, it cycles in and out comes mm -hmm. in and goes but yeah no i'm glad you like it wonderful uh i do not know the answer to your um horror question except i don't know i'll give you one of the actors in the movie okay justin long was a lead mm. you know justin long mm-hmm -mm. I mean, probably by face. Mm -hmm. I can Google him. Yeah. Let's Google him. Okay. Then. I think I know who that is, but. And oh, yeah, I know who Justin Long. Yeah. Okay, yep, I know that guy. And I think there were three of these. Oh, there were three. Uh, it's a franchise? Yes, it's a franchise. And he's a serial killer. Um. No, I didn't say that. Okay. He's just a killer. He's a killer. Uh, well, let, let me say this. He's not human. Does that help? Um, well, I know that. I mean, my my better clue, but I never saw these movies. My my The thing that I stuck on with your clues was the Susie and the Banshees thing. And so I was trying to sing that song in my mind. There's one little snip in the song. It's like the Jeepers Creepers sign. Jeepers creep. There's your movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I have not seen those movies. You have not? No. Okay, so he is a, if if you look him I'm up, Googling he's now. actually like a winged creature. Looks like there might be four. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I know there's at least So three. they get real bad at some point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, and I like him too. Yeah. You will find there's tons of stuff I haven't seen. Yeah, Jeepers creep. The first one was actually really scary. Oh, yeah, I see the, hmm, yeah, that's not attractive. No. <laughs> I just saw the makeup. But if you haven't seen the right. first one, I cool. recommend it. Yeah, the no, I will. Good. I'll put it on my little list. I got I got so much of a list. Yeah. I track all my movies on Letterboxd, guys. So if you're ever on there, um, it's our little Terror Talk emblem. 
our little logo is my picture on there and I go by Shannon Cherie. So if you ever want to, you can be like letterboxd is letterboxd without the last E.com. And, um, you can be friends with people. You can follow people like any social media. So you can see what people, um, you can read other people's reviews of the movies and you can interact with, um, others. Anyway, I track them all in there. So I will put on my little list of things to watch because mm-hmm. that's what we learn where'd from you get Kathy's those peepers jeepers creepers oh boy where'd now she's got an peepers? accent i think we gotta go <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening you, guys you always cut me off when yeah. i'm getting going okay gotta go <laughs> <laughs> getting going okay yeah you wanted to sing or no i just you want to sing your way out nope i don't this is shrink chat my name is shannon and i'm kathy sleep safe everyone We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. If you enjoy what we do here, there are two things you could consider. Subscribing and sharing our episodes on social media and checking out our Patreon page. Don't hesitate to contact us on Twitter, Instagram, or our Facebook page. We upload new episodes of Terror Talk every Wednesday and of Shrink Chat every Friday. Until then, goodbye and have a pleasant tomorrow.